0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 19th of March. In your Squeeze today, Australia's employment situation, Europe's vaccine politics, the hockey roos are a coach down and a new starter. This is your Squeeze today. As you rightly foreshadowed, Claire, employment numbers for February came in yesterday and according to the Prime Minister, this is the quote, there are now more jobs in the Australian economy than there were before the pandemic.
1: That means that employment is running ahead. About um, 10 months of what the Reserve Bank thought we would be at at this point, given the coronavirus and given the downturn in the economy, it's really quite a stunning result. The unemployment rate fell to 5.8% in February. That's down from 6.3% in January. And as you say, all of the jobs that were lost in those early days of the pandemic have come back. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said the
0: numbers are pleasing. He was playing it pretty cool, though. After all, we have JobKeeper ending
1: at the end of March. Yes. Yeah, so to recap on that, people who aren't working at the moment but are receiving that government paid wage subsidy aren't counted in these unemployment figures. So when that payment ends at the end of this month, we'll really get a sense about whether employers are going to shed jobs or whether they're ready to fight on because they're feeling better about the economy and that they're going to have a business to run. Whilst we're talking about jobs, the government's been trying to get an industrial
0: relations bill through Parliament. All the headlines yesterday, Claire, were about how it has been gutted. Two parts to this one. What do they want to do and what have they ended up doing?
1: So back in the middle of last year, the government, the unions and the business sector came together saying that it could be an opportunity given the economic downturn to come together and to work out ways to shore up employment and to create new jobs. It really was a bit of a moment. But what has transpired over the few months since then is an industrial relations bill that the government said would create jobs and would also allow workers to negotiate better pay and conditions. That, of course, wasn't something that Labor and the union movement necessarily agreed with. And when it came to battling it out in the Senate yesterday, the government ditched a lot of the measures and just went for a handful, particularly one that will allow casual workers to transform their roles into more permanent jobs.
0: Labor said it was a humiliating defeat for the government. Scott Morrison, though, brushed it off, saying he'll find other ways to create jobs. With Industrial Relations Minister Christian Porter off on leave, this one's still got a bit of a way to run. The AstraZeneca vaccine continues to cause a stir. In Europe in particular, the vaccine is currently being made there. Authorities saying local supply contracts should be honoured before it's sent elsewhere. It's all in the interest of vaccinating as many people as possible, Claire, but it's getting messy.
1: It is. In quite a stunning statement yesterday, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said that what Europe might do is seize AstraZeneca's factories and also strip the pharmaceutical giant of its intellectual property rights over the vaccine. There's real concern still in Europe about the coronavirus and about keeping it under control. And von der Leyen says it's the crisis of the century and that's why they might need to act in that way.
0: The British Foreign Secretary
1: said the EU's position, and this is the quote, takes some explaining because
0: the world is watching. Russian President Vladimir Putin has reacted to criticism from US President Joe Biden after he said that Putin would pay the price for alleged meddling in the 2020 US presidential election. And also that when asked if he thinks Putin is a killer, Joe Biden
1: responded with, I do.
0: Putin's retort was that it takes one to no one.
1: He also said that it was really more reflective of the issues in America than it was on Russia. It was sort of that disappointment rather than anger kind of line. We got a sense yesterday that Russia wasn't reacting particularly well to what Biden had said when it recalled its ambassador to the United States back to Russia for talks. It's expected the US will impose sanctions on Russia as
0: soon as next week following the conclusion of that report. The Olympics are less than 4 months away, Claire, and one of those teams that always does well is our women's hockey team, the Hockey Roos. It was back in December when an independent inquiry was launched into allegations by the players' union of a toxic culture of bullying. Now the head coach has resigned.
1: Yeah, Paul Gordoin is on the way out. He joins a couple of other senior coaches from the team who have already left, given that review. As you say, these descriptions of a dysfunctional culture, also of a culture of bullying where the coaches bullied the team members, the team members bullied the coaches, and the team members bullied each other. It just sounds like chaos there. The hockey ruse are second in the world standings. They are always a good chance at this. Olympics. So fingers crossed they can rally in a really quick time and turn a corner.
0: Yeah, only four months until the Olympics, as I said, 100 people were interviewed for that review and 29 recommendations were made. Whilst we're on sport, former racing driver Sabine Schmitz has died at 51 years old of cancer. She was known as the world's most famous female racing driver, and many would also know her from the uber popular TV show Top Gear. Claire, there were lots of jokes back at the start of lockdown that there would be a flurry of births in the months after lockdown but it
1: seems the data is showing us quite the opposite. Really hasn't in fact there has been quite a stunning decline in births, whether you're looking at the US, uh, Italy and Spain, they're three examples where there have been significant falls in the birth rate Spain particularly recording its lowest birth rate since records began, they've had a fall of 20% what that comes down Two researchers say is that we're just too stressed to procreate uh, another theory that we're just spending way too much time together meanwhile I did read a while ago that divorce rates are up so it's been rough
0: not good news and whilst we're on relationships there are people out there that have researched the difference between the genders when it comes to their use of emojis you can read the long version of what they found via a link in the squiz today email or I'll put that in your episode notes as well the short version though Claire is that the 10 most popular emojis among women and men are basically the same. They're a mix of the laughing and smiling emojis, the love hearts, the kisses, the smirky smile. There's one notable exception, though, in the male top 10, and that's the cheeky monkey emoji. Why men use that?
1: No one knows. (laughs) It's one of life's mysteries. Uh, (laughs) Certainly, it's something that doesn't seem to go down too well with women.
0: Apparently not. Blokes, let us know why you use the cheeky monkey emoji and what it means. (laughs) Don't get it. Squeeze the day, Claire, and it's World Sleep Day today. Tomorrow is International Day of Happiness, so it seems more sleep and a smile are good things to aim for this weekend. How
1: good are those two things? I think you're right. I think they do go hand in hand together, so fair enough. It's 12 months on since Kenny Rogers died tomorrow. Isn't that an incredible benchmark of time? It feels like it was five years ago, but it was just last year.
0: It's so true. So much feels like that. Speaking of sleep, this is me signing off until Wednesday, Claire. We have Simone Ziziaris joining you on the podcast on Monday and Tuesday from here on out. Go Simone. Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) (laughs) No, she'll be great. We're really excited to have Simone on board. That's all from us on this Friday. We'll be back, as always, on Monday. message now from our podcast partner.